before COVID-19, people in New York City were just wrapping up the Christmas holidays with chestnuts in the fire. My hometown people in South Florida are asking, what are chestnuts and why did they have to go into the fire? Ocean Avenue in Miami was popping with nightclubs booming and restaurants packed with beautiful people from the Caribbean and Latin America. Then governors began shutting down their states out of fear the COVID-19 would, well, you can fill in the blank. For small business owners, COVID-19 meant first and foremost, shutdowns, no customers, and losing billions in business revenue. Now we have an evolving situation with businesses struggling to stay open and these erratic shutdown orders after being open for 20 years, 30 years or more. This reshuffling of who is in business and not in business has elevated the concept of business musical chairs. When I was studying economics in college, I recall writing this paper about what if companies had to shut down for some unknown reason. So I'm not talking about all companies. I'm talking about some companies had to shut down and what would be the impact of these businesses shutting down. Now, in the mid-90s, this paper was called a hypothesis. And a hypothesis is a guess. It means you don't really have a lot of information. It's almost like, what if? So fast forward, you know, being in California, we know uh, a little bit more information than a hypothesis. So now we can call it like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we can call it a theory because in California, a lot of things were happening in this state that were not happening in other states. So people came up with the theory, man, if some some weird things happened with, with, with business and people had to lose their jobs or shut down their companies, what would that look like? So fast forward to 2020. Now we can almost call it a law, like the law of business musical chairs, because we know now it's no longer an hypothesis. It's no longer a theory. It can be now called the law of musical chairs or the law of business musical chairs. So again, studying this at Golden Gate University in San Francisco, little did I realize this impossible scenario would come to life in 2020. So the theory behind business musical chairs looks at the worst case scenario of several businesses competing for consumers where there are not enough consumers to keep all the businesses thriving. The paper went on to describe what businesses must do to stay on top and be one of the few still open. That's the whole you know, backdrop of business musical chairs. Um, you wanna be one of the few businesses still open when others have fallen due to loss of revenue and or poor performance. In a way, this COVID-19 situation might create more demand for 321 biz dev services. Before COVID-19, white collar small business owners, I'm talking about attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers were living on easy street when it came to having customers and making enough money. No, most white collar small business owners did not have an abundance of customers, but they had enough to be comfortable for nine out of 12 months. 
yes, there were about two to three months when sales revenues were below expectations, but other months were, were at or above average sales months. By mid-2020 and now the beginning of 2021, white-collar small business owners have been caught flat-footed by their businesses having spotty revenues due to their potential clients losing their jobs or having their employment hours cut back. Fortunately, white-collar small business owners' talent, skill, and expertise have not diminished. A good CPA before COVID-19 is a good CPA during and after. Well, I wonder when, though, <laughs> COVID-19. However, many white-collar small business owners are discovering talent, skill, and expertise have very little to do with finding customers. In 2014, 321BizDev LLC sounded the alarm to attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers that being skillful was only half of the equation. 321BizDev recommended white-collar small business owners develop the effort side of their businesses. The effort side is the sales activity which finds more clients. Unfortunately, business owners spent the majority of their time on the task sales activity. The task activity involves fulfilling orders such as closing escrow on a real estate transaction, installing Invisalign appliance in a dental patient's mouth, working on an estate planning case for a client, auditing a company's financials, moving retirement funds to an annuity, performing a tummy tuck or a Brazilian butt lift if you are a plastic surgeon. 321BizDev has analyzed how white-collar small business owners should split total sales time between effort and task sales activities. Here are the breakdowns. Attorneys should spend 30% of their time with finding clients and 70% of their time with fulfilling the order. CPAs, 40% effort in finding the client, 60% of their time uh, performing CPA duties. Dentists, 30% of their time finding patients, 70% of their time doing the dental work. Plastic surgeons, 30% of their time with finding patients and 70% of their time uh, performing plastic surgery techniques insurance agents. Now here's a kicker. Insurance agents, 80% of their time should be spent finding new business and 20% of the time is used with completing the insurance application and the follow-up. The same holds true for real estate agents. Real estate agents should spend 80% of their time finding new customers with only 20% of the time actually doing the real estate uh, activities such as showing homes and um, you know doing the paperwork. Some may say finding homes may take a lot more time than finding the client. And that's on, you know, like 